By establishing routines and procedures, your students know what to expect in your class. And when they know what to expect, they feel more comfortable in your class. And when they feel more comfortable in your class, they are more willing to participate, thus creating the community of learners that you're seeking. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. For me, it's the unofficial last weekend of summer as my students return to school this week. I like to keep Labor Day weekend pretty light so that I can take care of any last minute things that I want to get done before school officially starts. So it'll be a weekend filled with grocery shopping, meal prepping, and laundry. I mean, that's pretty much what most weekends look like once school gets started. I'm pre-recording this episode, and today I met with my teaching partner to start discussing this upcoming year. We've worked in the same building for a few years, but we've never taught the same grade and subject at the same time, so we are thrilled to be working together. My only concern is that we did way more talking today than planning, but I know that once the school year gets started, we won't have as much time to just sit and talk, but today was super fun. So speaking of the beginning of the year, I thought that this was a great time to ask for some feedback. I've been doing the podcast now for about 10 months and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's definitely been a steep learning curve for me, but I feel like I'm getting into the rhythm of how this thing works. We've had some really good episodes, some fun interviews, but what I would like your help with is knowing what topics you would like for me to discuss. The main focus of the podcast will remain teaching reading to middle schoolers, but there's so many aspects of language arts where you might want some additional information or just some ideas. So I really want to hear from you on what you would like me to talk about. What kind of ELA topics would you like for me to discuss on the podcast? I've created a short Google form with a few questions that will just help me to know what direction to take the podcast in for this school year. You can grab the link over in the show notes and I'll leave the link open for a few weeks. All right, let's jump into today's topic. Today, I want to talk about the importance of establishing routines, predictable routines for middle school students, and really all students can benefit from routines. So if you teach upper elementary or high school, this episode is for you as well. We all know that students thrive on structure and knowing what to expect each day, even when they try to tell you differently. We talked last week about building relationships with our students, and part of that discussion was that you're not just building a relationship with one student. You are building a community in which students feel comfortable and safe and are able to learn. By establishing routines and procedures, your students know what to expect in your class. And when they know what to expect, they feel more comfortable in your class. And when they feel more comfortable in your class, they are more willing to participate, thus creating the community of learners that you're seeking. One thing that I've recognized, especially in working with student teachers, and I know I'm guilty of this myself, but we often think that when our students come to middle school, especially by seventh or eighth grade, students just understand how to school. 
So we forget that we need to be intentional in teaching our students what routines and procedures are for your class. Teaching students what it means to get out paper, put their name on it, where to turn it in, all those little things we just expect students to know how to do. But the reality is we can't just assume that we have to be intentional and teach that. Every teacher has their own way of doing things. And even when there are a whole school system, there are still slight variations in how each class functions. When I think about just the teachers on my own eighth grade team, each of us does things a little bit differently. For example, I require my students to write their first and last name on their paper. I mean, if they can get their first name, I'm happy, but I like first and last name. But our science teacher requires them to put an assigned number. But that doesn't make any sense in my class. My students don't have assigned numbers. So the students aren't going to know what to do. They're not going to know to put their name or their number on their paper just because you said it one time where you wrote it in the syllabus. Without explicitly teaching my students the routines and procedures in my class, they're not going to necessarily know what to do. It's going to cause a lot of confusion and a lot of chaos. and, And that's when problems occur. Take the time needed at the beginning of the year and be intentional. I know I've said that word many times and I even used it last week, but the beginning of the year, it's so important to be intentional with what you're doing. Build it into your lesson plans that you're going to be intentional about teaching what you expect your students to be able to do. You may even need to practice what it looks like when they need to use the restroom. How do they sign out? Where do they get their pass? Where's the bathroom? Where's the closest bathroom to your classroom? You may need to practice what it looks like when you do a turn and talk. What should it look like? What should it sound like? All of those things. You may even need to practice getting up and turning in papers. Whatever your procedures are, you need to make sure that you demonstrate and practice them. It doesn't have to be a full class period of just procedures. That would be boring for you and for the students. But talking about them and demonstrating them often in the first month of school will go a long way to making your school year better for both you and your students. Make sure that you are not trying to hold your students accountable for something that you haven't explicitly taught. I think this can be hard even as a veteran teacher. I definitely forget this sometimes and I'm like, well, why don't they know how to turn in their papers? That is definitely one thing that was really solidified for me last year when I moved from eighth grade to sixth grade, because they really didn't know how to do school. They didn't know the process of how to be a middle school student. I recognized within the first few weeks of school how much I just expected my students to know because it was school. And it's really no different if I teach seventh or eighth grade or any other grade. Yes, some things might just be reviewed for students, but others, it might be new. Maybe you have a procedure that no other teacher has used before, or a specific routine for your class that they haven't seen before. So regardless of the grade you teach, it's important to take the time to explicitly teach your routines and expectations. If you've already started the school year and haven't spent much time on routines and procedures, It's not too late. It's okay to pause, go back, and reinforce your expectations. By teaching students routines and procedures from the get-go, you're not only helping them feel more comfortable in the classroom, but also setting the stage for a year full of successful learning experiences. I think it's easy to think about the routines that specifically affect your class. I mean, I never forget to teach my students the expectations for reading zone or how to use our classroom library. 
But there are a lot of things that happen within the class that you might not necessarily think about as a procedure. So today's episode, let's brainstorm some areas where you might forget that you have a specific routine or procedure. Number one, have a procedure for entering and exiting the classroom. It seems so simple, but if you don't set an expectation, students will create their own and most likely won't be what you want them to do. Establish a procedure for how you want students to enter your classroom at the beginning of each period. Are they expected to come in and sit down? Are they expected to come in, get out materials, fill out an agenda? Are they supposed to start reading? What is it that you want them to do when they come into classroom? And think about how you want them to exit the classroom. Think about what expectations you have for putting supplies away, cleaning up their areas, and any tasks that need to be completed before they can leave. Those are simple things that definitely get overlooked. Have a clear routine for the beginning of class. Beginning of class is a crucial time for setting the tone for productive, engaging learning environment. Having a consistent routine for the start of each class period will help students transition from one subject to another. It mentally prepares them for the lesson ahead and gets them into the right mindset for learning. This might include a warm-up activity, a journal write task, or getting started with a reading zone. In my class each day, students are expected to come to class, read the agenda on the screen so that they know what they're doing for the day, complete their warm-up activity, which I hand out on Mondays, and then begin their reading for the day. It takes practice, but eventually students get into the routine, and other than me having to remember to put the agenda up before the next class comes in, I don't even really have to think about it anymore. And it's easy to hold students accountable because we have a set routine. All right, have routines for your materials and supplies. It would be really nice if students simply got out supplies that they needed and put them back neatly when they were done, but that's not the reality. Establish a procedure for how your students should get and return materials, such as folders, papers, colored pencils, other supplies that you might need. This can help prevent chaos and ensure that everyone has what they need, and it will help you to hold on to your supplies for a longer period of time. All right, think about your transitions, transitions between activities. A lot of class time can be lost during transitions. Middle schoolers definitely struggle with transitions because Any downtime for a middle schooler means social time. So having clear expectations for moving from one activity to another is essential. This can help minimize disruptions and keep the class on track. This is definitely a procedure that you have to continue to practice and reinforce throughout the year. All right, continuing with our brainstorming list, what are your expectations for group work? And group work doesn't necessarily mean like a group assignment, but just any time that you're getting students together to talk, to discuss, to work on something. So if you plan to use group work or collaborative activities, and I highly encourage you to do that, establish your expectations. If you don't, students will definitely take the opportunity to turn your amazing task into social time. I review my expectations of groups every time we work in a group. Even if it's a simple turn and talk, we talk about what does it look like? What does it sound like? What do I expect them to do? I love group and partner tasks, group discussions, and I think it's very age appropriate for middle school, but it's definitely something that you have to keep your finger on and make sure that you are setting clear expectations every time. 
All right, I've got two more areas to think about for your expectations. Number six is technology. This is a big one. Your school will probably have some school-wide expectations for computer use in class, but I want you to also think about what are the procedures in your own class. We just got word that this year we are returning to all students having their own Chromebooks. I'm not sure how I feel about that as I liked the ability to lock up my computers when we weren't using them. So I'm going to have to still work through some of my procedures for this upcoming year. But even though students will have their own computers, I will still have clear expectations about when students can be on their Chromebooks, what sites they can go to, and I'm going to set clear expectations so that there's no confusion when students are doing something I don't want them to do. I can go back to our expectations. Don't just assume that your students know that they can't play games in your class because it's school. You need to tell them. And unfortunately, you need to tell them often. I think this goes for cell phones as well. I know cell phones in school are a huge problem, and they were for me a few years ago, but my district has determined that students in middle school are not allowed to have their cell phones out during the day, which I love this. They can bring them to school, but they have to be turned off all day. So from the time that they get to school until the end of the day, they can't even use them at lunch. There's no cell phones during the day. It hasn't completely eliminated the problem, but it has significantly decreased the problem. But if your district hasn't made this choice and simply says that there's no cell phones at school or they can use them for X, Y, Z, be explicit with your students about the expectations in your classroom. All right. Another important procedure to make sure that you have is what is the procedure when someone's gone? What is your absent and makeup work routine look like? This one I struggled with for so many years. When I first started my career, I worked in a private school. So when students were absent, students asked for their work, or if a parent called to have work collected for them, it would get picked up and the work would get completed. However, when I moved to public school, this all changed. Yes, there are some students who remember to ask for their work and get it done. And yes, there are parents who actually pick up the work and have their students complete it. But that is absolutely not the norm. At least at my school, that's not the norm. I find, especially in middle school, students feel like they don't need to do the work if they weren't in class. Like that day just didn't even happen. It wasn't until students saw their grades that they would even ask for their work. And because I was used to such small classes at the private school, I was totally overwhelmed with the number of students you have in a public school that I could just never keep up with the number of students gone on any particular day. When I moved to my folder system, things got a little better. I use a folder system for student work that stays in my classroom. So instead of having to remember when a student is absent, I simply place a copy of the work inside their folder. This way, the next time that they are in class, when they open their folder, all the work that they missed is right there for them. This hasn't 100% changed students getting makeup work completed, but it has definitely helped. And the last one I'm going to talk about is emergency procedures. Keeping our students safe is a top priority. Teaching them how to act during different types of emergencies like fire drills or lockdowns can help save lives and prevent chaos in the event of a real emergency. Two years ago, we had a lockdown that was scheduled, but through a series of unfortunate events, never got communicated out to staff. So when the level three lockdown was announced, that's the highest level of lockdown, many staff thought this is not a drill. I didn't know if it was a drill or not, 
But because we had practiced and talked about procedures so often, we just quickly went into the routine. And when students asked me if it was a drill and I told them that I didn't know, but we're just going to do what we know to do, I could see several were scared. But I'm happy to say that my students did exactly what they were supposed to do. We sheltered in place until the event was over. And within a few minutes of it ending, we were told that it was a drill. It was definitely a scary few minutes, about 15 minutes. But because we knew what the procedures were, everything worked out. It actually gave me hope that in the event that something drastic happens at our school, that students will comply with directions. So this was an unintentional test, but because it turned out okay, and it turned out to be a drill and everything had a positive outcome, I'm really glad that it happened. I know that because we've practiced, students knew what to do. All right, you guys, what things did I leave off the list? I know that there are many more things that you do in your class, and I really encourage you as you're getting ready for back to school, or even if you've already started school, to just pause and walk yourself through a day in your classroom. Imagine that you're a student in your classroom, and what are the things that you would need to know? If you're the student, what does the teacher in the class expect me to know how to do? And that's where you're going to find those little things. Like, how do I turn in my work? What do I do if I need to sharpen my pencil or get supplies? You're going to find all those little areas where you need to establish what your routine or expectation is for that. If you're already in school, think about your day. How is it going? Think about where there are struggles in your class. Where is it that you're losing time? Where is it that it feels like it's a little bit chaotic? Those are the areas where you need to create a procedure or you need to do a reset of your expectations with students. This is a great thing to do at the beginning of the year, but I also want to encourage and remind you to think about this anytime there are a little bit not how you want things to be in class, because you need to reestablish expectations throughout the year. Unfortunately, teaching routines and procedures is not a one and done at the beginning of the year. That would be nice, but that's not the reality. It's not even the reality with our own kids, right? It's an ongoing process. All right, you guys, feel free to come over to the Facebook group and share the routines and expectations that you have with your students that maybe I didn't include in today's list. Before I leave you today, I want to take a moment and say thank you for listening to the podcast. My hope with this podcast is to share my experiences and to be a sounding board for you as we navigate this time in education and finding our footing again after the pandemic. I want to talk about the things you are interested in or the things that you are seeking help with in your classroom. So if you have a few minutes, I would really appreciate it if you would fill out the survey that I talked about at the beginning of today's episode. There is a link in the show notes. It's a quick survey, I promise. And as a thank you, if you complete the survey, I'll enter your name into a drawing so that you could win either an Amazon or a Starbucks gift card. All right. Thank you again so much for being here today. If this is your first week in school, like it is mine, I wish you the best of luck and enjoy getting to know your new students. Until next time, have a great week.